Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about vampires. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I'm Erin, and should I start calling you dad? What? Oh, no. (laughs) And I'm Erin, and my cousin had leprosy. Okay, it's not funny, you know. (laughs) <laughs> that is pretty funny actually. <laughs> um and this week uh instead of doing some lady loving lady content i mean kind of tangentially we're doing yeah. twilight um it counts. The hit novel and film saga Ooh. from uh stephanie meyer yeah with everybody's well not maybe not everybody's favorite woman who likes women but christian stewart's in it <laughs> um, i won't even say my favorite but i man we do love some case too before we move forward i want to give a quick addendum to our last episode um i made a comment in our last episode that Katy perry was heterosexual and i was so wrong i had no fucking clue she is bi it was pretty oh, ignorant no. of me. Yeah, I think it was pretty ignorant of me to just assume that the broad cultural narrative about I Kissed a Girl being an exploitation song by a straight identified woman was true, rather mm. than just actually looking in- into it myself, you know? Um, <laughs> Oops. Because how often does straight culture get shit so horribly wrong? Mm. Um, Very often, I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All the time, um, in fact. <laughs> yeah. So I think that calling the song I Kissed a Girl fetishistic is definitely true. <laughs> Exploitative, maybe, but heterosexual, absolutely not. Um, yeah. So I just want to apologize for getting that one wrong. Yeah, anyway. Twilight. <laughs> hey, do you remember why we put Twilight on our to-do list? Yeah, because Christian Stewart's in it. Well, well, yeah, but Kristen Stewart's in a lot of other stuff that we didn't put on our to-do list. I guess that's true. I don't, I don't know. There's something just enticing and compelling about it, right? Yeah, everybody and loves Twilight. I, yeah, <laughs> first of all, people loved Twilight years ago, and second of all, it's becoming really big right now. Like it's having a moment. Like, um, as I was watching the movies last week. I, like I would be watching the movie and I would open Twitter and check Twitter and it's like Jasper's trending uh, because everybody's having a conversation about how he was a Confederate soldier. Yeah. Oh. So it was like literally like Jasper was a trending topic, like top 15 Twitter trends for a minute there, like while I was watching Twilight last yeah. week. Like people are rewatching it. I don't know what it is. There's something about be- like being in quarantine maybe that's getting people like back into the shit yeah, that they n- were into when they were a teen. Nostalgic. The nostalgia. Yeah. yeah yeah it's having a moment yeah it is yeah it's funny that there were i think also too there were a couple of like interviews with christian stewart september of 2020 where she talks about twilight so maybe that has something yep. to do with it too but i think mm-hmm. nostalgia is definitely a big factor yeah absolutely like what did you know about twilight prior to watching the movies because i know you watched them somewhat recently but did you watch them when you were a teen in 2008 i read twilight <laughs> oh you, you were a reader you were i read it yeah a Twilight reader um i don't even were you a fan at the time or was it just something that you read 
I was an exchange student in Australia. I don't know if I've ever mentioned okay. this on the podcast. It's like a, it's a it's an Aaron, Aaron fishwife fun fact. One of the people who I was on exchange with, she had Twilight, and she was like, "It's so good. The movie like was just announced or whatever. Um, you have to you have to read it." And I was like, "Okay." Um, and so I read it, and yeah, I remember at the time I thought it was like fine. I remember I liked the beginning where it was like is he a vampire what's going on here and then i thought the middle was really boring and then i liked at the end where a bunch of people were trying to kill bella i thought that was exciting i liked it enough that i saw out new moon and i read about half of new moon and i was like this is terrible and then i never read the other half of new moon wow okay <laughs> Which i will say i think is the ideal if you're going to read Twilight, that's how to do it because um, I never got to the parts where Jacob was creepy. So I would, I've, yeah. I mean, I, I would not say I'm Team Jacob, but like I skipped out. You all got, the parts you got the luxury of being Team Jacob yeah. if you wanted to be. Yeah. It's very easy to be Team Jacob early on. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so but how about you? That was your like childhood experience, but you, you just watched the movies for the first time as an adult recently. Right? With your no, boyfriend? no, no. When the movies were coming out, um, when I was in college, I think it was. It would have been when we were in, in high school. Maybe it, maybe oh, it would I have mean, been I... your freshman year of college for the last two. Yeah, I meant like I was watching them when I was in college. They were already out. Oh, um, okay, okay. Well, I watched them um, with my friend Lauren. Mm-hmm. I love you, Lauren. And then I, I watched the last two with my friend Sydney as well. Uh, and okay. yeah and we just we watched them we would like get drunk and we'd make fun of them basically yeah uh, classic activity classic early college activity <laughs> <laughs> and then i i watched two of the movies with my girlfriend recently just for something to do <laughs> yeah just for something to do yeah yeah well i let me tell give you my little short twilight backstory uh twilight came out when i was in the sixth or seventh grade my school library was not great, but every once in a while we did get new books and we had a little tiny shelf where the new books would be placed. And like the 12 year old me walked in and was checking out all the books and was over at the new books shelf and saw this interesting black book cover with two hands holding an apple on it. It's very alluring. It's a very eye catching cover and so I I walked over and I was like "Hmm, what an interesting cover and I picked it up and I read the inside flap and I was like this sounds like shit and then Mm -hmm. I put it down and I didn't think twice about it and then like two years later it was like the biggest hit like and everybody was talking (laughs) about it and I what I'll say is that I had never read any of the books. I had never seen any of the movies. Um, and I had been going through life uh, up until just last week with my base knowledge about Twilight was Bella is a teenager from uh, Forks, Washington. <laughs> and she has a boyfriend named Edward who's a vampire and he sparkles in the sunlight. And she also knows this guy named Jacob who's a werewolf or something. And that's literally <laughs> all I knew. I could not tell you anything else about Twilight. Um, So I I, literally was just... Oh, the other thing is that um, as an adult, I worked for a short period of time as a counselor at a group home. And one time... um, one of my clients was watching Breaking Dawn part two on the TV. And so I got to see one clip where Alice shows Ella and Ella and Bedward. <laughs> Bella and Bedward. Perfect. <laughs> 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 I 
keep messing up their names. I don't know why. Don't worry about um, it. The other day, <laughs> the, I'm going to reveal something right now to you. Sorry to tangent in the middle of my, my sentence. But the other day, I accidentally was typing out Edward Cullen, and I typed Ellen Cudward instead oh. <laughs> oh before goodness. I noticed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but we'll get that, to that. Yeah, later. That, that you that just said that earlier. Story. My my favorite lesbian is uh, Ellen Cudward. Ed, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> Ellen Cudward. <laughs> um, uh, but I had seen the clip of Alice showing Bella and Edward their new house, and I had seen the baby, and that was all. So, like, I knew that they had a baby, and I knew that uh, that they would get a, the that they would get their own little house CG. with a bed just for sex. The bed just for sex and their terrible CG baby. And the CG baby, yeah. So that was that was all I knew up until now. And now I know so much. I feel so educated, but also not educated enough because the Twilight fan culture is so massive that I will just never have a grasp on it. Like, yeah, it's I too late okay. for me. So... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, before we give the plot, let me tell you the actual context for Ellen Codward, too. Oh, this came up uh, amongst some friends while we were playing video games. So we asked the question, if vampires don't have blood, how does Edward Cullen get a boner? That's, um, I was, I had the same conversation with my girlfriend. Yeah. And so we were talking about it. And of course, I go to ask my friends in my Dracula chat group, uh, uh, yeah. because everybody just has that, you know, you, you have your Dracula right. chat. Uh, and, uh, so I go into the Dracula chat and I ask people, you know, Hey, how, do, how does this work? Uh, also here's this link to an article I found explaining, um, that the venom is what powers his dick. Um, what? yeah, it's true. But then uh, this begged the question from someone in Dracula chat, our dear friend, Jamie, if vampires are cold all the time, how bad would that hurt? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> which uh, empowered me to bring up the fact that they made a dildo of Ellen Cudworth's dick <laughs> and his refrigerator safe so that Wait, you can what? put it in the no, fridge. No, Aaron, no, that's not real. That. That's, that's real. Not you real. can look it up. Also, here's another fact. Not only is it a model of uh, Ellen Cudworth's dick, but it does sparkle. No. Why? Why? I also in the refrigerator. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Don't you want the authentic experience? No, actually, that's no. (laughs) Is does that mean that there's a version of a model of Jacob's dick where you put it in the microwave and get it nice and hot, (laughs) and then it knots you? Yeah, I think that, yeah, I was just going to say, I think the Bad Dragons got that one covered. I'm sorry, okay, this has really taken fair. a sharp left for true. the NSFW 18 plus podcast. Oh my god. I'm going to have to label uh, this one. We're Jesus only a couple Christ. of minutes in. Oh my god. I, um, anyway, Twilight I, merch is absolutely buck wild, and you need to give a summary of this franchise. Not that okay. everybody knows what Twilight is, but some I people might be so. coming in like me who don't know the, the actual shit that's going on in Twilight. So buckle up. If you are a listener of this podcast and you've ever listened to me give a summary, you may notice I'm not the best at it. Um, This is a very long summary, so I'm sorry that you're going to have to suffer through this, but know that I'm suffering with you. <laughs> um, Oh, content warning too, right? Yeah, Um, I would say 
and maybe help me out with this i would say a content warning for suicide definitely um and then yeah maybe body horror here's my thought for content warning suicide psychological manipulation and relationships yeah um body horror specifically is related to pregnancy um and yeah. is specifically related to like dangerous amounts of weight loss um i would say yes and i guess blood i can't really think of anything else but yeah just like blood gore like domestic violence gaslighting for sure yeah that's a big one and yeah oof oofa doofa in the movies it's a lot more tolerable than in the books (laughs) edward is a lot less like possessive and creepy from my memory yes isn't great but i've also seen that online all right let's get into it (laughs) so Bella Swan, she's age 17, and she's the child of divorced parents. She lives with her mom in Arizona, uh, but when her mom gets remarried, she decides to give them some space and move to Forks, Washington with her police officer father, Charlie. Shortly after starting her senior year at a new high school, she meets a classmate, Edward Cullen. Edward and his family are known in the town for being kind of strange. Their father is only in his late 20s and is yet an incredibly accomplished doctor, and Edward has four adopted siblings, Rosalie, Emmett, Alice, and Jasper. Rosalie and Emmett are dating, as are Alice and Jasper, leaving their classmates scandalized. But then there's the sad and lonely beautiful Edward Cullen. Edward is seemingly disgusted and drawn to Bella simultaneously. He tells her that she shouldn't be around him, but also says that he's not strong enough to stay away from her. He also possesses inhuman strength and speed, which he uses to save her from getting smashed by a car at one point. When talking to her charming childhood friend Jacob, he tells her a story that implies that the Cullens are vampires. Bella confronts Edwards about his secret, and they end up forming a relationship. She also learns that she smells especially tantalizing to all vampires, but to Edward especially. She's the only human that he's ever met that he can't read the mind of which is his special vampire ability. (laughs) Oh, yeah, my special vampire power? You know the one where I can read everybody's minds except for hers. Ooh. I wonder what she's thinking. Mm, Nothing. (laughs) I wonder if if she's thinking about how my dick gets hard. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. All right. A nomad vampire coven finds out about the relationship between Bella and Edward and James, a skilled hunter of this vampire coven, decides to hunt Bella for sport. James is able to bite Bella, but before he can kill her, he's taken out by the Cullens. Edward then sucks the vampire out of um <laughs> then <laughs> gosh fucking damn it. Edward then sucks the vampire venom out of Bella so she doesn't turn into a vampire. And that's that's Twilight. Uh but then in New Moon Bella's having a birthday party at the Collins' house. Uh, she gets a paper cut, which causes uh, Jasper, a newly turned vampire compared to the rest of them, to attack her. Afraid for her safety, Edward breaks up with Bella, and the rest of the Collins move out of Forks. Uh, Bella becomes catatonic and eventually receives comfort from her relationship with Jacob Black. Jacob starts going through drastic changes in his mood and personality. Uh, and also physical changes. And um, he ends up disappearing for a couple months with the excuse that he's been bedridden. While hiking near the Collins' old house, she is confronted by one of 
the other nomad vampires named Laurent. Laurent tells her that James's mate Victoria is planning on killing her for revenge for killing James, and he also tries to kill her himself. Uh, but Belle is saved by a pack of giant wolves. Uh, Jacob then reappears and reminds Bella that the story that he told her about the vampires also included a part about his tribe being descended from wolves. And he is a werewolf himself. Actually, can I interject here? Yeah. Jacob, first of all, Jacob is not a werewolf. Jacob is a shapeshifter who can shift into being a wolf. And at one point, he even says, oh, yeah, werewolves, they exist. Uh, I've never met one. But <laughs> Wait, when does that, Wait, what does happens, that mean? It happens in the books. I'm not joking. Oh, yeah. So, and part of the reason that that this was written in is that Jacob is a member of the Quileute tribe that's based in La Push, Washington. They're a real tribe. It really is a part of their origin story that um, they're descended from wolves. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in the movies, they don't have that. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> and that's what I'm summarizing. <laughs> um, but I that's actually really interesting. I never got to that part in the book. Honestly, when... Um, I learned that the Quileute tribe was real and that this was their actual lore. I was a little bit surprised that Stephanie Meyer yeah. like, referenced actual local culture and didn't just make some shit up. Um, right, yeah, it's I'm a low bar, shocked. but I was I yeah. was a little bit surprised. Yeah. Yes, especially since she's from uh, Connecticut and then was raised in Arizona. So yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Anyway, werewolves and vampires are at war. Or I'm sorry shapeshifters and vampires (laughs) the wolf the wolf pack the wolf pack uh they're they're at war um and the pack does have a truce with the cullen family specifically because they don't drink human blood however the cullen family or any other vampires aren't really allowed on the pack's territory through a series of miscommunications edward ends up thinking that bella is dead and he decides to kill himself uh, Bella is able to stop him, but they attract the attention of the Volturi, which is a, a vampire coven, which is like royalty, and they work uh, to keep vampires hidden from humans. The Volturi want to kill Bella, but they don't when they find out that she's immune to vampire powers and will be eventually turned by the Cullens. Uh, also, at the end of this movie, Edward proposes to Bella, so that's important. <laughs> So, in Eclipse, (laughs) uh, Victoria forms an army of freshly turned vampires in order to kill Bella and the Cullens. Uh, The Cullens, they team up with the werewolves to protect Bella, and they're able to defeat the army of newly turned vampires. Bella, who wasn't sure if she was going to accept Edward's proposal, decides to marry him. In Breaking Dawn Part 1... Edward and Bella get married, and they go on their honeymoon where they have sex for the first time. Bella immediately gets pregnant with a rapidly aging human-vampire hybrid, and they fly back to Forks. Though it is killing her to carry the pregnancy, Bella wants to see it through. The werewolf clan finds out about the pregnancy, and they want Jacob to kill the baby since they fear it will be an uncontrollable monster. Jacob says that he will. Bella dies during childbirth, but Edward is able to turn her into a vampire um, in the end. Their baby is named Renesme, a combination of uh, her mom's name and Edward's mom's name. 
But not Edward's actual mom, just like some other vampire lady that lives in their <laughs> His house. His adopted mom. <laughs> yeah. When Jacob goes to see the baby, he ends up imprinting on her, meaning the werewolf clan can no longer harm her. And imprinting is this, like, werewolf soulmate kind of thing that happens where you will see your, like, soulmate and then you will just be in love with them. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so, so he imprints on the baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so then in Breaking Dawn Part 2, Renesmee is mistaken for a vampire child, which are known by like vampires to be dangerous and they're usually killed because they can't be controlled and they have like like unending bloodlust. Uh, so the Cullen family has to team up with the werewolves and another pack of vampires to fight the Volturi uh, who come to kill Renesmee. A great battle happens in Alice's future vision. Uh, which her she power. then shows, yeah, that's her power. Um, which she then shows to the leader of the Volturi, and uh, he decides that the groups shouldn't fight. So finally, safe, Edward and Bella meet alone, and mm. Bella removes her special vampire mental shield power, uh, which is hers, and that lets Edward read her mind for the first time. Hooray! Woo! <laughs> Oh my it. god. Oh go. my god. We got through it. <laughs> uh, we did. Ugh. Yeah. It's <laughs> honestly it's so funny that like what you had to say about Eclipse was like three sentences long because literally like I asked all of my friends who were familiar with Twilight like, what happens in Eclipse and literally everybody was like I don't know. I don't nothing, know what happens. Nothing happens. Like nothing. nothing the that- one thing that happens is that Edward gets cucked. <laughs> That's the one <laughs> thing that happens in Eclipse. That's, a, is that that's the best part. They have to huddle for warmth. Yeah. Bella's gonna die because she's gonna freeze to death from hypothermia. And right. Edward cannot cuddle her because he's so cold to the and- touch. So he has to sit in the corner of the tent while Jacob spoons his Cucks girlfriend. When- it's and- so fucking funny. And Jacob looks at Edward in the eyes and says, well, I am hotter than you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he sure does. He sure does. Um, I I will say Taylor Lautner is just such a bad actor. It's it is. Yeah, he he doesn't really have a career now um, that I know of. No, I think he's just happy living his life. Okay, okay. Well, good for him. Yeah, I think he. I think that's after though. He was in a lot of movies that like did not do well, such as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. (laughs) And it's. Did you see that there's a sequel to that? And he's not going to be in it. Well, he's not in it. I thought he was. No, he's not going to be in it. I thought it already came out. It's like uh, they're being featured as parents for some like child superhero movie. And they're like, the. it's like it? their kid. No, it's like some guy in a mask to shield the fact oh! that it's not Taylor Lautner. Um, wow. Lava Girl is back, though. Yeah. Wow. That is hilarious. And she looks great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I I think the Taylor Lautner really just is kind of done acting. And I think that's fine. Honestly, I'm sure he and his family can live off of his Twilight fortune forever. Hell yeah. Really. And he, I read an interview with him recently where he said that he like lives with his parents and like um, his sibling, I believe. And they just all have a house together in LA. And people were like, people were like, Taylor, when are you going to like, move out on your own and start your life and he's like i love my family like no like yeah i wouldn't be the same i want to live with them that's yeah. so nice that i know i think great. it's nice yeah so i i fun fact he loved playing jacob did you know that yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
I think that's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, I, I'm I glad that he had a good time. Um, let's talk a little bit about Stephanie Meyer. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that we can talk a little bit about Stephanie Meyer. So let's do some Great. fast, fun facts about Stephanie. Um, cool. Number one is that she cited Mormonism as her biggest influence when she was writing Twilight. It, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows. It really does show. Um, yeah. A large part of the plot is about abs- abstinence, like waiting to have sex until you get married. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it is about resisting temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, they never yeah. have sex. They never drink. They never smoke. They never do anything bad. The other thing is that the plot of Twilight came to her in a dream one night. And yeah. she wrote the entire book in three months after that. Yeah. She is against killing off her characters. Wow. Um, she doesn't believe in it. And that's why very few of them die. Um, and the other thing that I found was that <laughs> apparently in one interview she said she's personally team Jacob, but you found otherwise. Yeah, I on her website, uh, in a like QA from two thousand nine, um, she says that she's team when it's fiction, you don't have to choose. <laughs> yeah. Uh which I think is like team both uh but who knows i mean maybe she's changed her mind since then after reading that uh what i found that said that where she said that she was personally team jacob that got me thinking um what celebrities were team edward or team jacob back in the day so i was looking at a couple of articles from 2009 from people and from us weekly and i'm gonna have you do your best guess are they team edward or team jacob yeah um okay first and foremost kimmy k kim kardashian wow she has an opinion she does what do you think i'm i'm gonna say team edward kimmy k was spotted at the gym with her team jacob water bottle (laughs) wow good for her how about ashley tisdale okay i i'm also i'm gonna say team edward she was spotted out and about with her team Edward water bottle. <laughs> wow. These two ladies be hydrated, and I love wow. that for them. I do love um, them. Now, what do you think about Kelly Clarkson, the lady of the oh, hour? Oh, that's harder. Um, yeah. I I guess I, I'm, I'm going to go with team, team Edward again. She's out there looking for her Edward. Wow. Yep. Okay. One uh, ten thousand miles. How many miles? A thousand. <laughs> you're thinking about Vanessa Carlton. Oh fuck! <laughs> who is bisexual? Did you oh, know that? Shit. I did not and, know that. Yeah. I'm so happy to learn that. I Yay. would walk a thousand miles. It's just <laughs> a thousand. Um, okay. Okay. Taylor Swift, Miss Taylor <sighs> Swift, Team Edward or Team Jacob? What? Didn't she date Taylor Lautner? She has to be Team Jacob, right? She's Team Jacob, and yes, you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that. All right, now here's here's a little bit of a tricky one. Joe Jonas. Oh, I'm gonna go Team Jacob. Joe Jonas is Team Edward. He thinks that Edward's got that like pretty boy swag, is what it is. Is that a is that an actual quote? That's not a direct quote, but he did Um. he did think that like. Edward was the more beautiful one, and so that's who he should have. Well, that's to that's like literally true in the canon. Yeah, uh, I got three more for you, Demi okay. Lovato. Demi I'm Lovato. also gonna go with uh, Team Jacob. Demi Lovato is team both of them. 
Oh, good for her. <laughs> uh, now this one you're not going to see coming. How do we feel about Will Ferrell? I he has an opinion. <laughs> he has an opinion. I'm, I'm going to go team uh, team Edward. You were correct. Yeah, Will Ferrell is team Edward. He strikes me as a team Edward kind of guy. And finally, the lady herself, Kristen Stewart. Well, she's I know, here. She's on a team. She stated she her is, opinion. I think I saw this. She's team Edward, right? Nope. Nope, nope, wait, nope. What? She is team Jacob. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Wait, what? She's team Jacob. What is this from? 2009. Wait, they were dating, weren't they? Yeah, she was dating Robert Pattinson, aka Edward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she is personally Team Jacob. Listen, this is a woman who can read the text and make her decision yeah. based off of that, and not based off of her work and involvement in the work. That's true. Cultured taste, Aaron. I can't. Oh my god. Okay, so when I so I had my friend who was also an exchange student had me read Twilight, and it was actually kind of a hilarious experience because um, she was like wouldn't you rather have an air conditioner than a space heater? And I was just like, to be agreeable, I was like, yeah, sure. But the whole time I was like, no, I'd rather have a space heater. I'm like really cold all the time. <laughs> but I also... The, the, Wait, the, was that her to... argument for team... For being yeah, pro-team that... Edward? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Don't you, don't you love that? <laughs> I... I... <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. We were we were like 16. That yeah, out. of course. <laughs> I never, because I was never a Twilight fan, I never got to have a side personally. However, um, my middle school best friend was a Team Jacob girl, and she would wear her black bedazzled baby tee that said Team Jacob in rhinestones on it. And she had Jacob posters in her bedroom. And so I knew what he looked like. I didn't know starting the movie that he would have long hair because I'd only ever seen his sexified buff version. That was also a shock to me somehow, despite the fact I'd already seen these movies. Yeah. (laughs) And like, Um, yeah, I think pre- like pre-cutting his hair he looks very sweet he does how could you not like him he looks so sweet baby (laughs) he's a little baby yeah (laughs) i mean he's not but he's like a 16 year old kid he's like yeah he's he's 16 in the canon he was like 18 in real life he's like he's a little baby that's a baby Yum. Little baby dog, puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> he is a puppy. Oh my god! <laughs> so, jumping back to Stephanie Meyer for a sec, the Twilight Saga is what she's most known for, and when she's written other books, most of them have been uh, affiliated with Twilight. Um, so, mm-hmm. there are three other books that are like closely tied to the Twilight series. The first is called The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner, which is a free novella about a side character from Eclipse. Um, mm-hmm. Probably adds more to the canon than the other two, but ultimately, like, not that interesting to me because it's about a side character. Yeah. Yeah. Who dies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's Life and Death, uh, which is a gender-swapped Twilight, which came out in 2015. So it follows, Mm -hmm. instead of Bella Swan and Edward Cullen, it follows Beau Swan and Edith Cullen. I don't exactly know why she wrote this, other than that I know she was getting a lot of critiques that the book was anti-feminist. And And so I wonder if that prompted it. 
It did, yeah. I think um, critiques specifically around um, Bella not like kind of being like a non-character and having no agency. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. what prompted her to write this. I listened to like like eight chapters maybe of the audiobook for this. I I actually thought it was like surprisingly palatable. You know, like that's good. It wasn't yeah. that bad, and I I do think a part of that is it's a lot more charming to me anyway to have like like an awkward guy being charmed by a very cool like sexy powerful lady (laughs) yeah that's just Mm -hmm. yeah the only big thing that i know about life and death is that um Bo's dad is one character that's not gender swapped because according to stephanie meyer it would have been unrealistic for a single dad to get full custody of his kid yeah the the thing about this is that jacob's dad is gender swapped (laughs) and then thereby becomes julie's mom and so she and Bo's dad get together which begs the question of why didn't (laughs) stephanie simply admit that they were gay because we all knew it all along that jacob's dad and bella's dad are into one another it's very apparent they go quote-unquote fishing every weekend um yeah they're they are fucking they're fucking (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) The other thing is that there's now this project called Twife or Death, (laughs) uh, which is a a fan project that's on Tumblr that is aiming to combine both Twilight and Life or Death to make a lesbian version of the franchise. So taking bits and pieces from both of them and kind of combining them into a third separate novel. Um, Which is good. Which is really good. And I do appreciate it. (laughs) I would. That is a... That's I don't know if I would read that, but that definitely sounds appealing. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Twife or Death compilers. Let's move on to talk about the, the the third and final, which is Midnight Sun. So Midnight Sun is this retelling of Twilight, but from Edward's perspective instead of Bella's. So it came out in August of 2020, just last year. Uh, but it's been in development since 2007. Um, yeah. And in 2008, 12 chapters of the manuscript were leaked. And after that, uh, Stephanie Meyer just uploaded the, the leak with no edits to her website and said that she was too sad that it got leaked to keep working on it. At the time, the rumor was that Robert Patterson had leaked it himself. Did you know Oh, that? really? No, I don't I know if that's know that. true, but that was like the rumor online that he hated working on Twilight so much that he leaked it. I, who the, seems who the kind fuck of knows? Impossible. But uh, after Life and Death came out in 2015, Stephanie Meyer actually started working on it again in secret. Um, but then a little book came out called Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey is Told by Christian. Ugh. Um and so in case you're not familiar, Fifty Shades of Grey initially was a Twilight fan fiction. Um, mm-hmm. And fun fact, it was written specifically as a like, what if Edward and Bella did have sex before marriage fic? So Stephanie Meyer hated it because because she's Mormon. And so like literally the whole point of writing Fifty Shades was to to go against Stephanie Meyer's Mormonism whatever okay um but this was like such a blatant ripoff of midnight sun like midnight sun had been out yeah like like the the manuscript had been out since 2008 so in 2015 this came out that like not only was 50 shades literally just an edited like twilight fanfic but now like they put out the second book that is stolen from stephanie meyer's idea whatever so this made her so mad that she put it on hold again uh but then five years later in may of 2020 she announced that it was going to come out in august and then it actually did get released and the critics were like 
mm, it was really boring. I think it was like yeah. one out of nine critics said that they liked it. Um, so not so great. Uh, right. I think that people at this point were just hoping for something a little bit more interesting, some sort of new information or lore. But because right. it was just a retelling of the same old story, like it was the exact same scenes, just from Edward's perspective instead of Bella instead of Bella's. Yeah. It was cited in one review that I was reading that like it made the original Twilight like a little less creepy because you actually like find out what Edward was thinking at the time and how like a lot of his thoughts were just focused around like I want to kill this person and I but I I don't want to kill this person. Um but yeah, pretty boring. Yeah. Sounds like Yeah. There were also two parody films that were unaffiliated with Stephanie Meyer herself. So that first there was Vampires Suck, which was based on Twilight and New Moon, and it was by the Scary Movie and Epic Movie guys. My favorite fun fact that I learned about this was that Darrow from the Zolturi clan, aka the leader of the, the yeah. Zolturi, um, was played by Ken Jeong. <laughs> oh, Ken Jeong! Yeah, wow. Ken Jeong. That Dr. Ken Jeong. Yeah. Wow. And uh, then oh, there man. was also... Does that mean that he... Oh, does that mean that he can be in What You Do in the Shadows? Oh. Because he played a vampire? Oh. He could be. Please. Oh, my God. Please. Please. Who, produced, put who him makes in there. that? FS, FXX or FX. something? FX. FX. Yeah. FX. Oh, my please. goodness. Please. Put Ken Jong in <laughs> What You Do in the Shadows. Please. please. <laughs> um, the other parody film was called Breaking Wind. And. <laughs> It's a <laughs> it's a Twilight it's really parody good. about vampires who just fart a lot. Oh and, no! Um, <laughs> let me. Uh, <laughs> at one point, um, there is an evil vampire who gets tricked into thinking that Edward killed Gary Coleman, and so he has to kill Bella to avenge Gary Coleman's death. <laughs> How you doing, Aaron? why also in breaking wind a plot point is that charlie swan is incredibly gay and constantly having (laughs) gay orgies at his house and so bella has to keep going over to hang out at edward's house because (laughs) because there's so many orgies oh my god i haven't seen it i've not seen breaking wind i've heard it's really bad so i'm sure it's awful and i'm sure that scene also like really homophobic Danny Trejo's in it. I think he plays Jacob's dad. I'm sure it's terrible, but I'm sure, like, I, I don't know. Out of context, I, I love it. There's just something about Breaking Wind, too, that makes me that makes me chuckle. Picking that as the title, it's so funny. <laughs> it's really yeah. good. It's like, uh, apparently in one scene where there are vampires around, Edward just has to keep farting so that they can't smell Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I just, God. yeah, <laughs> that's so bad. It's I it's really I'm bad. I literally was just like, man, fart humor is just not funny anymore. Like it, it just is, fart humor is so not funny. But then hearing you lose your fucking mind over <laughs> breaking wind does make me laugh. I like. I don't even like fart humor. Like this is like. People are yeah. making like fake farting noises on like a let's play I was watching, and I like took out my headphones for thirty seconds. Like, I, <laughs> like but yet, but yet, something about you just telling me about breaking wind is, is like it's just it's hitting. It probably I've had it, like, also I've had, is like, like the dryness in my voice right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah, it's a perfect storm. <laughs> yeah, 
Wait, did you have something else to add about Stephanie Meyer? This is not like completely relevant. I, it's just that the, there's there is I love to watch conspiracy videos on YouTube about like very niche things. And the conspiracy around Fifty Shades of Grey was that it was um, it took a lot of influence from another BDSM Twilight fan fiction that was much more popular and kind of just ripped it off. Damn. Just like a fun fact. Yeah. I don't know. Allegedly. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have an interesting point of conversation for you, which is uh, lesbian theming in this movie. This is a podcast for women who love women. And uh, oh, this yeah. includes <laughs> ma- many a lesbian. Um, mm. And I read this comic that was published in The New Yorker in September of last year, 2020. Um, and the comic was called Why Twilight Holds Up uh, by Sivan Piatigorsky Roth. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting um, and made some interesting points about um, being a lesbian watching the Twilight film franchise and feeling connected to it. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the points that they brought up were that Ella and Ellen Bedward. <laughs> that's them. That's them. That's them. <laughs> um, Bedward Schmullen. Edward. Ellen Cudward. Um <laughs> Uh, so, first of all, that both Edward and Bella's fashion sense is pretty androgynous in the films, um, yeah. which I would I would agree with. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to let you say your points and then give my counterpoint. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I think that a lot of it was about optics, right? So, like, Bella driving a big, big truck, the fashion in the movies. Yeah. Um, one point that they brought up was Bella's repressed feelings for her childhood best friend, Jacob, who she should be in love with, was a relatable feeling. Um, oh, yeah. Which I think is fair. <laughs> they also pointed out Edward and Bella completely U-hauling their entire relationship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, um, they get married within like a year of knowing each other. A year and I half. know. And, and not only that, but they're broken up for like six months of it. Yeah, right? that very, very lesbian move. Um, but in the comic, there's this one scene where um, Bella is like, hi, I'm your new lab partner. And Edward just responds, you smell so enticing. If you ever were to leave me, I'd die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bella responds, I would kill myself for you. Without you, I am nothing. Let's be together for all eternity. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That should have been our summary because that is yeah. that is a really good summary of this. That series. literally is it. Um, the other, the last two points that they made were one, Bella keeping her relationship with Edward a secret from her fa- mm. uh, from her dad and her family, quote unquote, being like closeted about dating a vampire, and yeah. finally, how enticing the Cullens found family dynamic is for a queer audience as well. <laughs> how um, their found family that is also incestuous. <laughs> Maybe this is a lesbian movie. But- <laughs> yeah, the the found family dynamic as being something that's enticing, especially as like um as soon as Edward gets with Bella, the Collins are like, You're a member of our family now. Like blah, yeah, blah, blah. we'll welcome. do anything for you. Yeah. Um so all of that just being things that could be enticing to a queer audience because there there is some degree of relatability in those aspects. Is Twilight relatable? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. <laughs> but these are all great points. I mean, I yeah, agree with I all of these. Fair. Yeah, I think, yeah, all these are totally fair. I would say like my like yes and to the um, some of the more visual aspects of this is I was reminded in listening to Life and Death that like a lot of Bella's 
like androgynous style and her love of her like big truck is very much a like symptom of like not being not like, like the other, other girls, girls. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like there's a lot of misogyny um in the books uh yeah that i remembered like listening to life and death and um and also just like bella and um Bo are both very kind of hateful for no reason towards their classmates just because they're like too normal or whatever yeah um mm-hmm. yeah it's like a yeah. very uh, twilight's a very edgy book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very edgy series. But no, I, I kind of, I do, I love the U-hauling thing, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, and I, I keep, I keep using this words when I say incestuous, like in regards to lesbian circles. I just mean the fact that it's, it'll happen where a lot of people will end up just kind of dating each other or like right. developing crushes on each other, and it's just, it's just a, it's a fact of life. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. You want to talk about case do? Yeah, I want to talk about. Did okay. Did you know that uh, if you go on to imdb dot com and you and you type in the title of a movie, and you click on that movie, um, there will be a button to show you uh, like funny facts about the movie. Yeah, did you know that? Um, I did. I learned so much about Twilight from these. <laughs> <sections>. <laughs> Um, I learned so much. Um, and I think a lot of what I have to say about each of the actors that are involved comes from these sections. Um, but yeah, there's okay. just a lot to say. I think that, yeah, let's start with talking about Kristen Stewart. Sure. So the first thing that I learned that I never would have fucking guessed is that in this movie, Kristen Stewart's wearing a wig in all the movies. Yeah. Actually. It's an incredible um, wig. It's a really good wig. They yeah. didn't want to have to take the time to style her hair for every shoot, so they decided to put her in a wig. And that actually ended up working in her favor because she cut her hair short for the last wow. couple of movies. And you never would have known because she was wearing a wig for the promos and for the for the film. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It is an incredible wig. Her it's incredibly great. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she also had her 18th birthday during filming for twilight and specifically they were shooting um the scene where she's being tortured by that one rogue vampire what's his name again uh, james james yes um mm-hmm. so she was up a full like completely a full all-nighter doing like shots of torture scenes on her 18th Man. birthday yep that's rough I know. Kristen Stewart reportedly actually bought Bella's truck after shooting for the movies ended, and she drove it as her personal <laughs> truck for years. I love that. What a the fucking big lesbian energy of that. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's like, sick truck. Like, can Incredible. I buy that off the set? Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's talk about the Breaking Dawn part two for a minute. Oh, my God. Um, so in the... See, or sorry, sorry, Breaking Dawn Part One. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. Part two. Um, mm-hmm. When Bella is pregnant, Bella's body is becoming more and more emaciated, and it gets to a point where it's honestly concerning to look at. I was like, did they like how much weight did they make her lose for the? Yeah, I I was wondering was how they question. did this. Yeah. Um, because like literally, like you can just fully see her bones. Um, it mm-hmm. it is concerning. Um, but what I learned is that they actually use makeup and prosthetics for her face to make it look like her cheekbones were really sunken in. Um, yeah. but the entire body was a puppet. Oh, good. So. Okay. 
they had her lay flat on a table and stuck her face through like a <laughs> hole in the table. And then underneath the table with her was a puppeteer that was controlling moving the body. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's how they got okay. that shot. Yeah. So she she was a puppet. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they did a good job with that. They she did. Looks, it looks scarily realistic. It's really <laughs> horrific. It's very yeah. scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I love that they like were able to do a real puppet for her body. And yet for the baby, they were like, we got to CGI this baby's face. <laughs> well, you, you're familiar with the history of, of Chuck I, Esme, right? Chuck? I'm familiar yeah. with why they, they photoshopped the baby face. I, what is Chuck Esme, though? Okay, so Chuck Esme was this robotic puppet that they initially had as the baby. Oh, it had a name? <laughs> uh, nicknamed Chuck Esme after Chucky um, and Renesme oh. um, because it's so scary. Um, oh, if you, like, I, you have to have seen memes of it. Of yes, the puppet. I've seen, yeah. I didn't know it had a name, though. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. But yeah, so they were going to use, like, the puppet and apparently, like, the the... I read, and this might not be true, but I read that the like deciding factor for why they didn't use the puppet was that they shot one scene where like at the end of the director saying something, the puppet like turned and looked him in the eyes and just stared at him for like a minute. And he was like, we got to get that thing off the fucking set. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh so that was what led them to use the CG instead of the puppet. So wrapping up with Kristen Stewart with this movie, um, she said recently that she's very, very nostalgic for these movies now. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because this was like such a formative experience for her because she was a teen at the time and this was also her big break like Mm -hmm. um when these movies were coming out kristen stewart was the highest paid and most desirable actress in hollywood cool right um and so of course she would be nostalgic for it like 10 years later down the line in the past couple of years both she and robert pattinson have joked that they would very gladly star in a reboot if if they ever made (laughs) one um but if they do they got to do it quick because it's already been 10 years since the movie (laughs) came out uh robert pattinson was like i'll go get botox (laughs) like he literally said that he was like i want to do it it so bad i do i uh, he's he's very funny in his interviews (laughs) he's a funny guy he's a funny guy Kristen Stewart's um, funny too. I can see why they worked as a couple. Yeah. So you you know they dated, right? Yeah, yeah, they dated. On a they dated for years and um Kristen Stewart has said that he was like her, like her first love and like first yeah. like a really really intense love and that and that the relationship in, was overall good. So Yeah. Uh maybe you've seen this then. In the I think it's in the interview where she says that I guess it was like a big scandal at the time that they broke up surrounding the reveal that um, Christian Stewart had cheated with somebody else um, on Ron- Robert Patterson, um, that there was like a photo that was released of them kissing. And then later, um, K-Stew like made a public apology, like um, like apologizing um, for cheating. I guess what I found was interesting is she said that she actually, the the person who she kissed, she never slept with, but she felt so much pressure from like the public to make an apology um that she did it um basically which i just you know it's just it's like of course man people yeah can't stay out of other people's business yeah 
Yeah, I just, I was, Oof. I always thought that she had cheated on Robert Patterson. And I guess, uh, I mean, kissing somebody, I guess, depending on your opinion, is cheating on them. But transitioning into talking about Robert Pattinson, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is, Christian Stewart, uh, she said that she basically cast uh, him as Edward um, because after all the guys uh, auditioned for Edward, Christian, who had already been cast as Bella, um, was there. And the director was like, oh, what do you think? This is such a hard choice. And Christian was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? It's such an obvious choice. And was like gushing about how good um, Robert had been. So it's it's all thanks well, to her. Hey. Wow. <laughs> and it, that's funny that that's the case too, because um, before he was cast as Edward, Robert Pattinson hadn't even heard of Twilight. And the only reason yeah. he went to the casting call was because his... Uh, I think it was his agent told him that Kristen Stewart was going to be there and he saw her in the movie into the wild and thought she was great and he wanted to meet her. So he went. Oh, that's so, <laughs> and so that's it's so sweet. funny. Yeah. I think it's so sweet. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that there's a lot of chemistry between the two of them too. And I think yeah. that is what makes the movie work. Like when I was watching yeah. it with my friends, everybody was like, Oh, like a straight, straight people kissing scene mm. and then we actually watched it and people were like no that was actually like kind of tender like yeah it was, yeah. It was a good kissing scene yeah it wasn't bad and i think that that think, is just because the two of them like obviously they were yeah they were literally and, like, dating yeah i think it's it's also funny too though that pattinson got cast as edward because he almost got fired from the first twilight movie because he was being too sad and brooding and it, it literally took the producers stepping in and giving him a copy of Twilight with every single part where Edward smiled highlighted. So they did that. And then Pattinson came back with a different highlighter and highlighted every part where he frowned. <laughs> but um, in the end, the, the producers like won out and were like, if you don't start being more positive, we're going to fire you. And so he came in and was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Oh my god. And that is funny too because it was like another fact that I read was that he uh, before the filming started he took two weeks where he didn't talk to anybody so that he could focus on uh, trying to figure out why Edward was so brooding and alone. Yeah like he he said he gave a lot of thought into it because he was like you know I'm like a I I can't touch anybody because I'm too afraid to hurt them and so I think that was like a lot of his character motivation that then had to like go out the window. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, my favorite Robert Pattinson fact was that he drove the boat for the scene in Breaking Dawn where he's taking Bella (laughs) to the resort. And they sent him to boating lessons. But like, not only did he crash the boat during the boating lessons, but then he crashed the boat a second time when they filmed it. (laughs) Um, And they still kept the shots in of him driving it but you sadly don't get to see him crash the boat um i think it would be so fucking funny i i I, love that fact it's like not only did he crash the boat in the lessons but they were like go ahead do it anyway and then he crashed the boat a second time oh my god wait how do they're like in a giant ocean (laughs) i bet he crashed right into shore or like it could be they were on like a set yeah too yeah maybe it wasn't they were in the ocean (laughs) that's so great (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what about Taylor Lautner? Taylor Lautner. 
So every actor involved in the wolf pack uh, was required to have papers that certified their native heritage, which uh, is cool. You know, actually making sure that you're casting native people for the ro- for a role. You know, yeah. Um, here's the thing: Taylor Lautner's white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Did you, I didn't know that. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's a white American with uh, ex- like exclusively European ancestry. He said that like maybe he has some Native American heritage somewhere. In, mm. no, 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 no. Yeah. So wow. there's that. He also was almost recast after Twilight because they yeah. didn't think that he would be able to get beefy enough for the like beefy wolf role in New Moon. Um, right. But to prove them wrong, he managed to put on 26 pounds of muscle. So they kept him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was like of his own volition too. He just really liked playing Jacob and just wanted to keep being in the movies. Yeah. Um, going going back to Pattinson, one quote that I love is that when he saw Jacob after gaining all the muscle, he looked at him and quote said, "I saw him and I thought, Jesus, I'm gonna get fired." Yeah. <laughs> Which I got from an article that was titled Roderick Pattinson thought Taylor Lautner's abs would cost him his job. Yep. And my friends <laughs> and I, as we were watching New Moon, we were talking about this. Like, Jacob gets this, like, sexy muscle boy reveal where he takes off his mm-hmm. shirt and it's like, wow, look at my six-pack. Um, And my friends were like, man, when we watch this movie, like, is seeing Edward <laughs> take his shirt off and <laughs> the it's like, man, that's disappointing. It is. I Well, I love that, too. Did you know that, Um, so, Robert Pattinson is going to be uh, Batman in like an upcoming Batman series um and he he, um he said that he's not gonna like work out for the role like to gain muscle like a lot of these guys have to in superhero movies because he doesn't want to set a precedent for him putting on a bunch of muscle don't you fucking (laughs) love that I love that (laughs) I that's great fucking hell yeah man yeah here for it I also have a couple of funny facts about the side characters as well. So I have two. So first of all, when Mm -hmm. the Cullen family is (laughs) introduced, that's in the cafeteria and, um, like they're narrating and talking about like nobody's ever seen them eat uh and so like the, like there's this dramatic scene where they like dump their food in the trash after getting it from the yeah from the cafeteria uh however when they were filming the scene the actor who played Emmett Cullen uh you you can actually see him actually eating his food uh <laughs> despite them talking about how vampires don't eat because apparently he just kept quote accidentally eating his food while they were on the set the man was hungry he's so hungry um and there's also this picture i'll see if i can post it there's this picture of him like on the set uh like in the cafeteria and he's posing up against the wall and he's holding a ziploc bag with like a dozen eggs in it just oh, wow. eggs what? i don't know so he must have been eating his eggs on the Oh, on the set. The other thing that I learned is that the actor who plays Jasper, um, he wore a wig for every movie except for the Breaking Dawn movies, um, which I also would not have guessed. But now that I know it, I can see it. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was watching Breaking Dawn and I was like, why does his hair look so different? Yeah, (laughs) because not wearing a wig. wig. Yeah, it's a good wig. And 
I wish they yeah. kept it on him. Kind of the opposite thing happened with the actress who played Rosalie. So for the first movie, they spent over 36 hours trying to bleach her incredibly dark hair to a blonde that would be acceptable for shooting. Oh. Um, and then after that, they decided to switch to a wig because the maintenance was just too much. So Yeah, that's... Oh, my God. Poor, poor Rosalie. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know. At one point, I think it was in either Eclipse or Breaking Dawn, they switched to a different wig. And that wig is clockable as a wig. Like, I was watching mm. it and was like, yeah. she's in a wig right now. Like, they put her in a yeah. wig. Yeah. It's not it is. a nice one like they gave Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah, they gave Kristen Stewart a hell of a nice wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, in your watching of Twilight for the first time, your consuming of Twilight, were there some things that surprised you? <laughs> You could say that. There's just so much shit in Twilight that is absolutely buckwild that I never would have predicted. So let's just get into some of them. So first of all, when Edward reveals that he can read minds. <laughs> yeah. This is not a common vampire experience, being able to read minds. And no, then it's a special vampire power. For him to be like, but I could never read yours, Bella. And that's why I'm so drawn to you. It's like, of course. Of course, that's why. But also. In the book, it's a little more better introduced because, like, Bella's not sure, like, if Edward's a vampire or not. She's, he, like, keeps having knowledge that, like, he wouldn't be able to have. Like, he's aware that they're, Mm -hmm. like, he, like, knows where she is, like, based on, like, other people's thoughts and he knows what's going to happen in class, like, before it happens and things like that. Like, he knows how other people feel about him and Bella and stuff like that. So, yeah, but you can't really do that in the movie. No. <laughs> um, when I have heard the phrase vampire baseball, I don't know why I was envisioning in my brain that it would just be vampires playing normal baseball for fun and camaraderie. <laughs> I should have expected some bullshit. And yet. I cannot tell you how gagged I was when they started running like that. <laughs> I'm I'm so sad that I wasn't here or I wasn't there to like watch you watch that. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah. I was just like, oh, they're going to go play b- baseball for fun and for sport. And then they hit the baseball like 50 miles away and then sprint. Bah, 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 bah. And then, yeah, it's very intense. How about the fact that Jasper was part of the fucking Confederate army and he just says that like it's not a horrific thing to say. I sadly had that spoiled for me by like the first movie. If I if I like hadn't had that spoiled for me, I would have lost my mind. I had forgotten and then I hadn't seen the, that it was trending on Twitter. So I like totally missed that part again. Um, and so, like, watching it, it was, it was like, excuse me, like, what did he say? Yeah, he was in the Confederate <laughs> Army, and it's a no big deal. It's no, like, no it's not, NBD. there's nothing else said about it. It's just like, yeah. yeah, he was, when I was, back when I was in the Confederate Army, blah, blah, blah. Right. What the yeah. actual fuck? <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Um, I also would like to say, I obviously I knew that Bella had had the baby. I didn't realize what vampire pregnancy would feel like. Oh my god. I didn't realize that it would be so gory and so scary and so bad. It's horrific. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. And, apparent, and what I learned in, in doing a little bit of research for this episode is that 
the scene in the movie is sanitized from what it is in the book. That in the book, the baby actually chews its way out of Bella's stomach. And there is a point where she, and now I can't find the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of like, she like vomits like, like a fountain of blood. The baby? Um, no, Bella does. Oh. Yeah. Just because it, because the baby is like breaking every bone in her body as it like tries to escape from her. Yeah, that <laughs> is, that does happen. That that Man. happens in the movie. Every single bone in her body is broken by the baby. Yeah, her, her fucking spine snaps in half. And like um, I legs. will say, <laughs> I will say that uh, Case Stu on the whole matter said that she would have loved to puke up blood. In the I think that, that would have been really fun for her. I wish that they would have let her. The one thing yeah. was that here's something I learned: Stephanie Meyer doesn't watch R-rated movies because it goes against her Mormonism. Oh um, so none of the Twilight movies could be rated R. So that that's why there's there's no explicit sex scene, um, and there's no intense intense gore because. Stephanie Meyer wouldn't yeah. be able to watch the movies herself Wait, but if they had an R rating. It. Yeah. And apparently also what I learned in finding out that the, the pregnancy scene was sanitized was also that the um, sex scene was sanitized. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And specifically the aftermath of the sex scene that like, I guess it goes into like very graphic depic- depictions of like how much Bella is like bruised and in pain after having sex with Edward. Yeah. Which is weird. And I mean like... Ugh. In the in the movie, and I didn't read the book, so I don't know what happens in the book. But in the movie, Bella's like, "I liked having sex with you. Like, I want to have sex with you again." So, like, if you get like a little bruised up during sex and you're like into it, like, like more power to you, girl. Like, you know, you're living your best life. But um, yeah, it definitely, I don't know. It comes off in the movies very weird. And Edward's like, "I can never touch you again when you're human because I hurt you." And she's like, "No, I'm, I, I want to have sex." And he's like, "No." Yeah, it seems more like, like he's okay. just not meeting her needs, but that yeah. it would make more sense in the book if it's like, no, right. she's really hurt more seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. The biggest twist, which honestly I should have predicted, but I didn't predict, was uh, Jacob imprinting on Renesme. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> I don't have anything to say. Apparently, like, he he implies that, like, part of the reason he was drawn to Bella in the first place must have been because he she had the egg that would later become Renesme. <sighs> but it's so funny to me that that doesn't mean does that mean that he was also into edward doesn't that mean that he was also into he just never said anything about it i think that that's what it means is that he was also into edward and he just never said anything about it um so yeah whatever stephanie meyer i how she come up with this that part didn't come to her in a dream i don't know i well also it's just it's Okay, Jacob imprinting on a baby is just like really weird. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind, it's it's kind really of funny, weird. yeah. It's, it's funny. Um, but also the fact that like that just Stephanie Meyer was totally chill with being like all these adopted children are dating. Um, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> My favorite thing is the implication that everybody in Forks thinks mm-hmm. that Carlisle the Cullen dad, Cullen papa, that he mm-hmm. adopted all of these kids when he himself was like 16 years old. Yeah. So he adopted a bunch of like eight year olds when he's 16. This is what the town thinks. Uh, the town thinks that yeah. he adopted all these kids. And then they think that after he adopted five kids, he went to med school. And yeah. 
<laughs> and then became like a super famous and accomplished doctor while yeah. raising all of these it's, children as a it's kid so, himself. So the reasoning behind why they're in high school as opposed to like going to college or something is that the earlier people think they are when they get to a town, the longer that they can stay there. However, <laughs> that that means that they that all the things that you just said have to be the story. And also, you know, it's one thing if you meet a 16-year-old and they look the same in like two years. That's kind of weird. If you meet a college student and they look the same in like five years, that's not that weird, you know? No. So, like, the, the fucking logic there is just like, is just bad and yeah i'm not i'm not really sure why this why stephanie meyer wanted to set this in high school to begin with i don't know i don't know maybe that was just like more of the the vibe in the in the early 2000s is teen high school stories versus like college yeah. stories i don't know um don't also know. that like twist ending of breaking dawn had had i not known that stephanie meyer was against killing your characters i would have thought that that was completely normal and that the characters yeah. were actually dying. I was like, thank God they killed Jasper. <laughs> when I watched it, I didn't know. So I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what are they doing? I mean, I, I like knew I that everybody lived in the end of Breaking Dawn. So I was like, what is happening? But I was, I was, I was surprised. Like, I didn't know that it was a fake, a fake out scene. But I did know that um, Stephanie Meyer had a thing against killing your character. So I was like, it seems weird okay. that she would like kill off major characters yeah. um so just for context if you haven't seen breaking dawn in this scene um there's this massive fight that breaks out between uh, the cullens and a bunch of other vampires because they're trying to kill Rasme yeah. because they are afraid that she's a eternal child or vampire child oh yeah that's the um, yeah and in that scene carlisle gets killed and jasper gets killed and yeah. um, Edward is about to die, blah, blah, blah. And then it's revealed that this was just a vision of a possible future that Alice had. Because Alice's power is that um, she can see the future, but sometimes it's wrong. Actually, it's wrong a lot of the time. And also, <laughs> she can't see it if it involves a werewolf at all. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and um, she also gets things wrong a lot. And so it's like, honestly, not that useful of a power. Personally, I think that Rami Malek has the sickest power out of all the vampires. He's in Breaking Dawn 2, and his vampire power is that he can control all four elements. Oh, sure. I think yeah, that that's, that's, that's I think that that's that's too OP. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's, that's overpowered. He can control fire, water, air, and earth just as wow, the, he's Avatar the Avatar can. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that it's fucked up that he gets to do that. Yeah, Alice just gets to see things that could be right, or maybe they could be completely wrong. But yeah, she gets that I'm... vision of like them having this big fight, and then um, she shows it to um, Aro, the leader of the Volturi, and yeah. he's just like, "Oh, I don't. That sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to yeah. fight." And then yeah, they don't yeah. fight. Yeah, and then they don't. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah, I thought that was I thought it was a good twist ending. These movies are yeah. fucking boring and usually they just have one big fight scene in them and um and that I thought spiced that was it like up. a fun fun twist. Yeah, fun yeah it, it added a lot to it. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Anyway. Anyway. That's Twilight. That's Twilight. I had a lot of fun <laughs> watching it. I thought it was fun. I like yeah. that I got to get into this thing that um 
everybody was into and I didn't know anything about. I yeah, finally got to clear up a little bit of my cultural confusion. Yeah, you're more cultured. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a lot watching all these movies, but I think it was worth it, and I had a good time. I had fun. I watched it with friends, and it was a lot of yeah. fun to watch it with friends, especially because um, for me, my friends, two of them had had seen all of the Twilight movies, and one of them was a, a known Twilight hater, which is fine. Um, yeah. But had also seen and knew a lot about Twilight by proxy, by being a hater. Um, mm. So they were all very excited to see me have my reaction of not knowing a goddamn thing. Yeah. Um, I watched Breaking Dawn um, part one and part two with my sister and uh, her friend, um, which <laughs> was also an experience because my sister... For whatever reason, every like ten minutes, kept asking me what is happening. <laughs> oh my she god! Hadn't seen any of the other Twilight movies? <laughs> Listen, you just and, have to accept it at that point. And and she asked me repeatedly what imprinting was, and I, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, this isn't really something that I that I understand. So I get why you're confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I would I would watch it again. Yeah, maybe the first one. And then I would watch the the Volturi scene from New Moon is I I find amusing. And then what's the scene in, in Eclipse that's good? Oh yeah, the the, the campsite scene, yeah. the cooking scene. <laughs> that movie is so scene. so boring. Um, and then I don't Bre- Breaking Dawn is actually pretty hard to watch, but <laughs> Breaking Dawn that's one that you, that I could watch again. Yeah, you could. Oh no, I have to be very drunk to watch that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would I would watch all of it again with a friend, but the thing is that it'll never be quite the same as that first time. So that's why that's I'm true. encouraging you, if you haven't seen it yet, to to watch it. Not that I feel like every single person that listens to this podcast episode yeah. is intimately familiar with Twilight. Um, yeah. But if you're not, I I would. It, it's fun. Why not? It's 2021. Sure. We're leaning in. Cringe culture is dead. There's no such yeah. thing as cringe culture anymore. And we're just doing it's, things that are fun. I like this because I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. I didn't have to think about it at all. Guess what? There's so much messed up shit happening in Twilight. And sometimes just turning your brain off and just watching something is fun. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't have to sit there and analyze all the gaslighting in this movie, even though I know it's there, <laughs> even though I, I know to... that Jacob's a shit, even though I know that both of these guys are being terrible to Bella. I'm not going to think about right. it. I'm just going to watch a stupid I don't, movie. I don't have to. Get on with I don't life. have to try to uh, decide whether uh, Breaking Dawn is a pro-life or a pro-choice movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we know. We know. It's pro-life movie. But guess what? We can just watch it. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, watch it anyway. The, the 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 counterpoint to that is that we're we're gonna I'm gonna counterpoint and then counterpoint again that Bella, you know, she has the choice and she makes it. She wants to keep the baby. The counter choice is that she's not a real person. She's a character in a movie written by a Mormon who is very religious and can't watch R-rated movies. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Um. She can't the, even drink coffee. Yeah. Why she can't drink coffee? Damn. She can't have any substances, and that includes caffeine. Well, anyway, Stephanie Meyer, email us at Aaron at gaysgays.com. We will send you uh, a fun attachment if you do that. Yeah. And um, even if you're not Stephanie it, Meyer, we will do that. <laughs> is the fun attachment this blingy I found of Bella and Alice? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll get a blingy I found of Bella and Alice. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, if you feel like it, you should follow us on Twitter at Gaze Gaze. You can tweet with us and uh, tell your friends about us. You know, we haven't said this in a minute. Do you want to be the first person to leave us a written review on iTunes? Wouldn't that be fun? You could do that if you wanted to. We normally don't hype that up, but why not? Go on, go on in there. Do you like this? Did you? Do you like Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) Do you like Twilight? Oh, can you can you read an Apple or can you write an Apple review that is just talking about like what your favorite Twilight character is and why? Tell us what you think was going through Jacob's mind about Edward that just never made it onto the written page here. He listen. He could sense that sperm in him. Listen, he could sense the Renesmee sperm telling you that that's how you know it's a pro-life movie because like the fact that conception or life begins pre-conception pre-conception my god (laughs) if you don't want to tweet your message or apple review your message you can email us at erin at gaysgays.com this is a fun place to email because that's where you can get your bella and alice blingy (laughs) 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 amongst other attachments and we respond i promise you we do if you just want to see the blingy too just email us like a smiley face and we'll send it to you (laughs) oh yeah Mm -hmm. I would like to give thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You should go buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing an interesting thing where we want to talk about some straight heterosexual female characters that we wish had female love interests written in for mm. them. Um, so... Uh, as an example of this, uh, what if Catwoman had girlfriend? Mm. Shouldn't she? Does what she? What if Bella from Twilight had a girlfriend? What if Bella from Twilight had a fucking girlfriend? <laughs> um, we just want to talk about this and just kind of talk about what that could look like for some of our fave straight lady characters. Um, shows or movies or books or games that we wish were gay. And I would implore you to send your hot takes about this via email to us we will definitely read them um so -hmm. if you have thoughts about this please please send them our way yeah who just think about your favorite ship and if it's non-canon um then just send it our way we want to know your favorite ship yeah Mm -hmm. what's your otp tell us your otp please (laughs) (laughs) yes but until then i'm aaron oh and i'm aaron too and we are gay we're gay yeah yay Okay. Bye. Hey.